The following presentation, entitled Own the Bone, is provided by the UNC Department of Orthopedics in association with the American Orthopedic Association. This program is provided for the public as well as for orthopedic physicians and musculoskeletal specialists and anyone interested in the care of patients with osteoporosis and fragility fractures. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome and thank you in advance for listening into this presentation. My name is Doug Durschel and I'm an orthopedist from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I want to spend the next bit of time with you to discuss the extremely important issue of fragility fractures. I will also endeavor to convince you of why it is important that you and every musculoskeletal healthcare professional own the bone. And I will also introduce you to a methodology and a structure by which you and your colleagues and your medical community can do so. I must first acknowledge, however, that the credit for all of this work and this great presentation does not go to me. Credit should go where credit is due, and the real credit for the Own the Bone program goes to the American Orthopedic Association and its staff and membership. In particular, the AOA's Own the Bone Steering Committee has done a great deal of work, as have the healthcare providers and staff of the institutions that participated in the Own the Bone pilot program, the results of which you will hear today. Finally, I want to extend credit in advance to each of you and to all those in U.S. healthcare who will choose to own the bone and make a difference in the lives of patients and their communities. By way of agenda, what we'll accomplish today is to discuss briefly the magnitude of the problem, introduce an interdisciplinary team approach on which Own the Bone is based. We'll discuss the Own the Bone protocol and review the results from the pilot program. We'll discuss some best practices identified in the pilot program and some pitfalls and barriers to implementation of programs such as these. Finally, we'll discuss the future and the impact of this program from the patient, physician, departmental, administrative perspective. Now, to kick things off and to focus your attention on the issue at hand, let me share with you some rather alarming, but I assure you, absolutely accurate fracture statistics. 40% of postmenopausal women and 25 to 33% of men will eventually experience at least one fragility fracture as a result of osteoporosis. Despite our best and very advanced efforts at care, about 20% of seniors who suffer a hip fracture will die within a year. Roughly an equal percentage, one in five hip fracture patients ends up in a nursing home within a year. Thus, 40% are either dead or in a nursing home within a year of a hip fracture. And finally, it is estimated that in 2020, one in two Americans over 50 will have or be at high risk of developing osteoporosis. That's over 60 million Americans with osteoporosis. To assure we're on the same page, let me clearly define what I mean when I refer to a fragility fracture. A fragility fracture is defined as a fracture of the distal radius, proximal humerus, vertebra, or proximal femur that results from minimal trauma such as a fall from standing height. These are not fractures related to car crashes or falls from a height or pedestrians knocked over by a vehicle. These are the sorts of low energy injuries that occur from everyday activities and don't just happen very often to people with normal bone strength. Fragility fractures have become nearly epidemic among the elderly U.S. population. Fragility fractures are responsible for up to 95% of hospitalizations for fracture in patients over 75 years of age. Additionally, 
80 to 90% of all fractures in patients between 60 and 74 years of age are fragility fractures related to the failure of bones weakened by osteoporosis. To further illustrate what a huge societal issue fragility fractures are, examine these statistics. 1.5 million fragility fractures occur annually in the United States, with nearly half of these being fractures of the spine or vertebra. What is really amazing, however, is that there are three times more fragility fractures than there are heart attacks, six times more fragility fractures than strokes, and seven times more fragility fractures than cases of breast cancer each year in the United States. And while each of us hears all the time about the prevention and treatment of cardiac disease and stroke and breast cancer, we hear very little about the prevention and treatment of fragility fractures. Treatment of these fractures currently costs the U.S. healthcare system $18 billion each year, and this number is rising on an annual basis. Fragility fractures occur because of osteoporosis, which is a major public health problem. Over 43 million Americans had osteoporosis in 2002, and this number is expected to top 61 million by 2020. This projected rate of growth is far greater than that projected for heart attack, stroke, or breast cancer. And it can be argued on this basis that osteoporosis is the major public health issue for the future. The occurrence of a fragility fracture is often the first visible sign that a patient has osteoporosis. As such, then, further education about and evaluation and treatment of the osteoporosis should be an important adjunct to the treatment of the fragility fracture. Unfortunately, this has not been the case. While we in U.S. healthcare have become quite adept at managing the fragility fracture itself, two recent credible studies have shown that we do not do so well at managing the underlying osteoporosis. The RAND study, published in 2003, concluded that Americans have only a 23% chance of receiving appropriate overall care, including osteoporosis management, after a hip fracture. A study performed by the National Council on Quality Assurance in 2004 assessed compliance with HEDIS measures in a Medicare population and found that, while the U.S. healthcare system had done rather well in implementing some important heart attack and breast cancer interventions, only in only 18% of cases was there appropriate osteoporosis management after a patient had sustained a fragility fracture. If this weren't enough to catch our eye, there was to be, also in 2004, additional national attention to the issue of bone health and the gap between current and ideal treatment. The United States Surgeon General issued a report on the nation's bone health in that year, which concluded that bone disease and fractures will have a tremendous negative impact on the future well-being of Americans. The report urged all healthcare providers to identify patients at risk for osteoporosis, stating that accomplishing this simple act could lessen or avoid much of the burden of bone disease. How were healthcare providers to identify individuals at risk? The Surgeon General suggested we do so by identifying one of the most important flags, markers, or consequences of bone disease, a current or previous fragility fracture. The crux of the philosophy in the Surgeon General's report and suggestion and of the AOA's Own the Bone program is that a fragility fracture is an extremely serious event in a patient's life. The seriousness of this event provides the physician with a teachable moment, a small window in which the physician can engage the patient and his or her family 
to better understand and manage bone disease with a goal of preventing future fragility fractures. A fragility fracture is a sentinel event that signals the increased risk of future fractures. In research we conducted at the University of North Carolina, we found that patients who had suffered a hip fracture sustained a second hip fracture at 12 times the rate of the elderly population at large. Just as a heart attack is an opportunity for the physician to intervene and the patient to seek care to prevent future fractures, the first fragility fracture is a sign that the patient and physician simply should not ignore. Taking advantage of this teachable moment requires a behavioral change for many, okay, most physicians managing patients with fragility fractures. Achieving this change in physician behavior is precisely what the Own the Bone program is all about. The AOA Own the Bone program recognizes that the orthopedist, as a healthcare provider most likely to treat a fragility fracture, may be the individual best positioned to take advantage of the teachable moment and to start the wheels rolling to improve patient care. The program, however, is organized around a team approach, believing that involving and empowering a variety of healthcare providers will be the best strategy for success. In essence, the, Own the, the AOA Own the Bone program is a web-based quality improvement registry which was designed to make it easy for providers to apply the current evidence-based knowledge about bone health and osteoporosis to improve the quality of the care of patients who have sustained a fragility fracture. In the Own the Bone program, the treating physician identifies patients with fragility fractures. The program then provides prompts and materials that can be used by members of an interdisciplinary team to make it easier to provide educational materials, preventative guidelines, diagnostic testing, and treatment recommendations to these patients. The program and web-based registry further provides real-time benchmarking reports for providers and hospitals to assess and improve their performance against recommended evidence-based benchmarking tools and goals. The program is modeled in many ways after the hugely successful Get With the Guidelines program implemented by the American Heart Association. The Own the Bone program includes eight measures that are based in substantial clinical evidence to help prevent future fragility fractures, initiate evaluation and treatment of osteoporosis, and reduce mortality risk after a fracture. Allow me to review these measures with you. Number one is calcium and vitamin D. All patients with bone loss or potential for bone loss should be educated on the appropriate intake of calcium and vitamin D. The importance of adequate lifelong intake of calcium and vitamin D has been long known. The Own the Bone program makes educational materials available to providers and asks that all patients with fragility fractures be educated on the appropriate intake of calcium and vitamin D. In a study I conducted at the University of North Carolina, we documented just how low calcium intake is in a population of elderly patients with hip fractures. The mean daily calcium intake in our study group was only 65% of the NIH recommendation of 1,000 milligrams per day. Even worse, fewer than 1 in 13, or less than 8% of our patients met the NIH recommendation for daily calcium intake. Patients with fragility fractures clearly will benefit from education on appropriate calcium and vitamin D intake. Measure number two, exercise. The importance of daily physical activity on bone health has also long been known and documented. 
Physical activity strengthens muscles and bones and helps counteract the effects of bone loss that occur as a natural part of the aging process. The Own the Bone program provides educational materials on the importance of exercise and asks that all fragility fracture patients receive this educational material. Measure number three, fall prevention. Falls are becoming epidemic in the elderly population in the United States, with over 1.6 million fall-related injuries occurring in the elderly each year. Falls are the number one cause of fractures, hospital admissions for trauma, loss of independence, and injury deaths among the U.S. elderly population. The Own the Bone program provides educational materials for patients on how to prevent falls, including information uh, about fragility, force, and fall that can contribute to fall risk, and it asks that all fragility fracture patients receive this information. Measure number four, bone mineral density and DEXA scanning. Dual energy x-ray absorptiometry, or DEXA scanning, is a test used to determine bone mineral density. This test has been proven to be the most important diagnostic test to predict whether a patient will sustain a fragility fracture in the future. DEXA scanning is widely available, compares bone mineral density to either age-matched or young adult controls, and has nationally known parameters for making the diagnosis of osteoporosis. The Own the Bone program asks that each fragility fracture patient learn about and be referred for a DEXA scan. Measure number five, smoking cessation. In addition to all the other negative health effects of smoking, data has been available for decades to indicate that smoking can have deleterious effects on bone health. Smoking can result in reduced bone mass and increased fracture risk. The Own the Bone program provides educational materials about the dangers of smoking and asks that each fragility fracture patient receive information about smoking cessation. Number six, initiation of pharmacotherapy to treat and prevent osteoporosis. A number of medications are approved by the FDA to treat osteoporosis and low bone mass. Greatest attention in recent years has been on the class of medications known as bisphosphonates, of which there are now many examples. There are also many other medicines, however, that are antiresorptive and uh, serve to help treat patients with low bone mass. The Own the Bone program asks that each fragility fracture patient have the initiation of an approved medication to slow bone loss and reduce the risk of subsequent fractures. Measure number seven, a patient note. Clinical experience indicates that many patients who sustain fragility fractures will not understand what a fragility fracture is or why it occurred. Many others will go through a period of denial not believing that their injury was a fragility fracture and a warning sign for osteoporosis. The Own the Bone program asks that each patient receive educational information about fragility fractures, their causes, and preventative measures that can be taken. This patient note is provided as part of the program and includes information encouraging the patient to speak with his or her primary care physician for additional information and follow-up for the underlying osteoporosis. Measure number eight, physician referral. Finally, the Own the Bone program asks that a letter be sent to the patient's primary care physician. The letter is provided in the program materials and informs the physician of the patient's fracture, 
that it is a fragility fracture caused by low bone mass and recommends some of the appropriate evaluative and treatment measures that should be taken. Let me review the measures one more time, this time speaking to precisely what is measured in the Own the Bone program. Number one, calcium and vitamin D. The program measures the percent of eligible patients who receive calcium, I'm sorry, receive counseling on calcium and vitamin D. Number two, exercise. The program measures the percentage of eligible patients who receive counseling on regular weight-bearing and muscle-strengthening exercise. Number three, fall prevention. The program measures the percent of eligible patients who receive counseling on prevention of falls. Number four, bone mineral density testing. The program measures the percent of eligible patients who have had a DEXA scan performed or scheduled within three months of fragility fracture. Number five, smoking cessation. The program measures the percent of eligible patients who were counseled to avoid smoking. Number six, initiation of pharmacotherapy. The program measures the percent of eligible patients who received evidence-based pharmacotherapy for the treatment or prevention of osteoporosis. Number seven, patient note. The program measures the percentage of patients who were given a letter outlining osteoporosis discussion points. And number eight, physician referral. The program measures the percentage of patients whose physician received communication recommending further evaluation due to the patient's fragility fracture and low bone mass. In order to assure the Own the Bone program could be successful, that it could change physician behaviors and practice patterns, as well as improve patient awareness and patient care, a pilot program was undertaken. The goals of this program were to document current baseline behaviors and practice patterns in the management of patients who had sustained a fragility fracture, and also to further document the ability of the Own the Bone program to alter behaviors by improving the utilization of evidence-based management tools and prompts in the care of these patients. A further goal of the pilot program was to identify barriers and solutions to better facilitate the broader implementation of this program. Fourteen institutions nationwide participated in the Own the Bone pilot program. Each institution had a physician champion who was a member of the American Orthopedic Association. Each institution first examined the most recent 20 fragility fractures treated and, treated and applied the Own the Bone measures retrospectively to those cases to determine their baseline performance. The institutions then began enrolling all fragility fracture patients presenting to their institution for a period of eight months, collecting nearly 600 patients with prospective data. For each patient enrolled, the institution attempted to implement the entire Own the Bone program and recorded its success at accomplishing the Own the Bone measures. Institutions were permitted to implement the Own the Bone program in whatever way worked best at their institution. Thus, some had orthopedists implement the entire program, some involved physicians and other specialties, and some involved physician extenders. The results of the program were very compelling and documented greatly improved performance compared to baseline in six of the eight measures. Allow me to show these to you. Performance at providing patients education about dietary intake of calcium and vitamin D more than doubled during the program, with over 80% of patients receiving this education after implementation of the pilot program. 
Baseline performance at discussing smoking cessation for fragility fractures was better than nearly any other measure at about 58%. Still, substantial improvement was observed after implementation of the program, with nearly 90% of patients receiving this counseling after implementation of the program. Excellent results were seen in the area of educating patients about the benefits of exercise and of falls prevention, with a more than doubling in performance on each of these measures, increasing in both cases to where over 90% of patients received this education after implementation of the pilot program. Only about 20% of patients had a note educating them about fragility fractures in the baseline data. This improved almost four, fourfold to over 80% after implementation of the pilot program. Results were even more dramatic in the area of communication with a patient's referring physician. Nearly 80% of patients' referring physicians received these communications after implementation of the program, a more than fourfold increase over baseline performance. There were two measures, however, for which little improvement was documented as a result of implementing the On the Bone program. Even after the program implementation, only about 25% of patients had a DEXA scan to assess bone mineral density performed within three months of the fracture. There are many possible reasons for this finding, including that the physician recommending the study was not the one ordering the study, and that Medicare will not pay for these studies while a patient is an inpatient in the hospital. These and some other factors make obtaining this study much less convenient for the patient and may have contributed to the poor results. The other area with little improvement was the initiation of pharmacotherapy, or antiresorptive medicines were initiated in fewer than 20% of patients even after implementation of the pilot program. Feedback received on this measure was that the physician treating the fragility fracture, usually an orthopedist, was uncomfortable putting the patient on antiresorptive medications, monitoring the progress of the course of treatment, and managing the potential complications of the medication. This finding underscores that there is an opportunity here to modify physician behaviors by encouraging an interdisciplinary approach to get the patient started on pharmacotherapy. This may require additional education of healthcare providers about antiresorptive medications, a change in practice patterns in favor of multidisciplinary care, and or a culture of improved communication between healthcare providers in different disciplines. While there is a great deal of information in the literature today to guide the treatment of osteoporosis, it is true that many U.S. physicians are not taking an active role in the management of the disease. The most successful of the institutions participating in the Own the Bone pilot project demonstrated the following common features that they believe substantially improve their performance. All of these institutions had buy-in and a commitment to the program from a variety of healthcare disciplines, including the administration of the institution itself. Each of these best programs had a dedicated coordinator for the program. This could be an existing nurse practitioner or a research nurse. The greatest success was noted when these individuals were present, were funded, as they assisted greatly in coordinating patient follow-up, particularly for bone mineral density testing and pharmacotherapy. Each of these institutions had team meetings periodically 
with updates and success stories that were shared. Each of these institutions had standing orders, which served as one of a number of potential triggers to notify the team of a patient with a fragility fracture. These triggers could be placed in a physician order entry system or in the medical record system to help identify fragility fracture patients. And finally, each of these teams had previous expertise in quality assurance studies and measures. The Own the Bone pilot program clearly had some early success, which I believe can be celebrated. The pilot study demonstrates rather well that physician behaviors and performance can be markedly improved in the education and management of patients with fragility fractures from osteoporosis. The program has the added advantage of meshing very well with other national groups who are also developing performance guidelines or criteria for physicians or healthcare system performance in these same areas. Groups such as the Joint Commission, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and the American Medical Association, to name just a few, are working on such guidelines. The Own the Bone program meets most or all of the criteria and measures that are being incorporated into these other groups' measurement programs. For example, all of the six osteoporosis measures being considered by the American Medical Association for inclusion in its guidelines are already a part of the Own the Bone program. The nature of the Own the Bone database and the easy web-based interface with the data give it the potential to easily allow the addition of long-term patient follow-up data to the registry. This as yet unrecognized potential could find important use as a research tool or as a means for a physician or hospital to clearly document its ability to affect long-term improvements in the health and well-being of its patients. The Own the Bone pilot program has identified rather clearly that the initiation of pharmacotherapy for treating osteoporosis will be more challenging than it sounds. The training and comfort level of orthopedic physicians in the use of these medications are barriers. Patient acceptance of their diagnosis and of the medication is another identified barrier. Education of patients and physicians about antiresorptive medications will be important, as will the engagement of more non-orthopedic providers to improve our ability to change culture, educate patients, and institute appropriate treatment following a fragility fracture. The potential positive future impact of improved recognition and care of osteoporosis in patients with fragility fractures, a feature of the Own the Bone program, is astounding. The health and well-being of patients will clearly be improved through better education about their condition, reduction in the risk of future fragility fractures, and lessening of the burden of osteoporosis in the U.S. population. Programs such as Own the Bone will raise awareness among all healthcare providers to recognize and treat bone diseases. The education of, culture of, and practice patterns of U.S. physicians may be changed with regard to recognition and earlier and more aggressive management of osteoporosis. Residency education in the United States should also be altered to emphasize these same issues. The ability to proactively intervene in a patient with a fragility fracture and to document improved performance at key measures impacting bone health will provide the healthcare community an important leg up in its advocacy position. Broadly successful programs such as Own the Bone can help strengthen our argument to agencies such as CMS that reimbursement amounts for the care of fragility fractures and osteoporosis should be preserved or even increased. The need for better payment methodologies for DEXA scanning can be more clearly demonstrated 
an outstanding performance will be more clearly documented in an era where paper performance seems to be in our future. As we reach the end of this presentation, I hope I've done an adequate job of convincing you why it is important to our patients and to our profession that you and every one of us own the bone. I hope I've also persuaded you that the Own the Bone program the AOA has brought about represents a methodology and a structure by which you, your colleagues, and your medical community can improve the health and well-being of patients under your care, as well as demonstrate to regulatory agencies that we can be more responsive to the healthcare needs of the nation and take a leadership role in demonstrating our ability to improve our performance in this important regard. The skeleton is a living organism that, like any organism, requires maintenance and care. I hope that you will take action today by identifying and appropriately managing all patients with fragility fractures to, live, to deliver better quality of care to your patients. If you desire, and I certainly hope that you do, additional information about the AOA's Own the Bone program and how it can help your patients and your community, please contact the American Orthopedic Association. Their website is www.aoassn.org and their telephone number is area code 847-318-7330. On behalf of the American Orthopedic Association and the UNC Department of Orthopedics, I thank you very much for your attention.